Hey guys, before we start the episode, Courtney and I have one little tiny request. If you are enjoying our podcast, if we've ever brightened up your day, if we've ever made you smile or laugh or cackle at a drive-thru, at a stop sign, at work, we want to ask you guys for a favor. And that favor is if you guys could leave our podcast a review because it makes a huge difference and we are working really hard this year to help our podcast reach more listeners. Yeah. Every time you leave a review, it gives us just a little bit of boost in visibility. Yes. It would mean so much if you would leave a review. Please and thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your host. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we're going to be recapping the 2020 rom-com A Nice Girl Like You starring Lucy Hale and his name, I'm pretty sure it's Leonidas. Let me try it. Leonidas Galapagos, which I think is like a Greek name, right? I got to Google him real quick. Is he Greek? He's Australian. That's Jesus Christ. I just Googled him and his pictures are... It's like catfishing because his pictures are like way more attractive than anything I saw in the movie. I feel like reverse catfished. Like I didn't realize he was that hot. You feel reverse catfished? Yeah. Like the movie, he was just like, all right. He had the accent going for him. He has, uh-huh. a, he has an Australian accent, right? It's like Australian or British in the movie. Yeah. Reeling it back in, Lucy Hale plays, not for the first time, maybe not for the second time, a girl named Lucy, Lucy Neal. Yes. And I did look it up. Lucy Hale does not only play characters with the name of Lucy. Okay, because that was going to be my next proclamation with zero evidence. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? Be proud of us. We Googled something before just stating it as fact, like we normally (laughs) do. (laughs) So Lucy is dating a guy named Jeff. Don't you think Jeff's vibes are kind of gross? Jeff definitely has, lives in his mom's basement, wipes greasy pizza hands on his t-shirt and public vibes. No, for sure. And then Lucy is obviously Lucy Hale and she's bubbly and cute and just so out of his league. It's not even funny. And I don't know, maybe that's the reason they're having trouble in their relationship. You know what? I think, first of all, I don't know how they got together to begin with. Is this like the opposites attract theory? I don't know how they became to be a couple, but they live together. And Lucy, with her very type A, let's make a list personality and her cute little pottery barn looking home, this greasy little weasel looking bro just does not belong. I want to imagine we don't get the backstory with their relationship, but I want to imagine that this is the type of situation where they've been dating since they were super young and they've just Mm -hmm. been together this whole time because... She doesn't seem to be that into him. Even when yeah. they're having sex, she seems completely checked out. Like she, she's not enjoying herself ever with him. Listen, I think as women, we can all sympathize with not being there totally while having sex. You know, like maybe you were into it at first, but then like your mind wanders. But she added something to her grocery list. Yeah, Lucy pauses mid-sex to write down what she forgot to buy at the grocery store. You got to reel it in, girl. You have to shove it down and add it to your list after sex, not (laughs) mid-sex. Okay, I'm just saying. Her boyfriend's really upset. They get into an argument. He storms off. And I don't know, like, I guess the picture that she's painted as in the beginning is very, like, uptight type A, Harvard-educated violinist. And I just want to note real quick that like two things can be true. Like Lucy can be uptight 
it does seem like she's a little bit uptight, but then also her boyfriend could also be a piece of shit that doesn't know anything about intimacy and hasn't helped her sexual awakening in any way. Yeah, no, both of those things can be true at the same time. I don't know why that has to equal prude, which is kind of the messaging that they're pushing. It definitely is. Well, also, like, he seemed very selfish during sex, too. Because yeah. you, you get to hear some of her thought process while they're having sex. And she goes, ooh, that feels good. And then she goes, oh, wait, that was an accident. He didn't mean to touch me there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it feels like he's worried about him. He's not worried about her at all. Yeah, I think an immature man doesn't realize that good sex is connected sex. Like, Literally, it could be Uh a one night stand. But if you're not connected with the person you're having sex with, if you don't know that they're Uh not into it, you're bad at sex. Like you're not good at it. Yeah. Jeff gets angry with Lucy and he storms off to the garage to go, quote, do work where he tests video games for a living. Not long after, Lucy is on the search for her computer charger, goes to the garage to see if Jeff took it. She finds it. But also, Jeff had went to the garage to go watch porn and then fell asleep. Yeah, he passed out watching porn. But here's what's weird about it, Courtney. He passed out in a chair and then his laptop was facing the other way. (laughs) I know. It was like the laptop was facing the door and he's behind the laptop. That is weird. Lucy finds the porn. She clicks the link, finds out that he's a regular on the site. When she wakes Jeff up to talk about it, one of the things he says is he equates the porn to intimacy. Yeah, dude. Mm. Porn is not, what is intimate between you and this woman on the screen? Nothing. Intimacy and sex, they coexist, but they are two separate entities. And I think that's one thing that gets lost a lot between men and women is that men often mistake sex for intimacy. And it's like, no, they are different. Intimacy is about connection and Mm -hmm. sex is about sensation. I think that we ignore as a society sort of the dangers of things like porn. And listen, I'm not approved by any sense of the word, okay? You can not be approved and also not watch porn. What gets me is that this guy, Jeff, is gaslighting Lucy into thinking something is wrong with her because she's uh-huh. not super hot for him and she's not performing in the bedroom. And I'm like, OK, but what are you doing to turn her on? But Jeff is just so nonchalant about this. Lucy's obviously very upset about it. She's upset about the situation. She's upset about what she just found out. And Lucy says it's me or the porn. So Jeff packs his shit and leaves. Oh, my God. So Lucy, obviously very upset that Jeff just left her because he still wants to watch Miss Honey's Playhouse on Pornhub or whatever. Lucy goes to work and her co-worker, she's in a quartet, a string quartet. Her co-workers can automatically tell something's off because after they do the wedding march, Lucy starts crying. Just imagine your boyfriend just left you and then you have to go to a wedding and play the violin while this bride, by the way, in this wedding, the bride came down the aisle on a horse and Mm -hmm. then there was no backup plan for the horse. They just left the horse in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, that it shit everywhere. The horse proceeded to unload a literal bucket of shit just right on the ground. And then the guests were trying to like help clean it up because it, you know how everybody knows how horse shit is disgusting. Is that niche? <laughs> is the smell of horse shit like a niche thing? I think. Or is it or is it a universal experience? <laughs> 
I think it's a universal experience at one point or another for everybody. But Lucy starts crying and she tells her coworkers, Jeff left me. And as they kind of get into it, she starts telling them the story about how, you know, he says I'm pornophobic and all this stuff. And then her coworkers also sort of gaslight her. Yeah, I think her coworkers are playing into the whole thesis of the movie, which is basically like, hey, girl, you're so uptight. You need to, you know, loosen up a bit. So Lucy tries to solve the problem the way she solves any problem. By making a list. By making a list. This one is a sexy list, okay? How many items are on it? Like 17 things? I think it's like 12. Yeah, and on there we have meet a porn star, go to a sex store, go to a strip club, like a bunch of things to get her out of her shell. Yeah, and one of them is to say throbbing cock in a sentence. And Lucy's, she's in the bathroom, by the way. She's in the bathroom at the wedding during the cocktail hour where they're taking pictures and stuff. She's in the bathroom at this wedding and she's like, I can cross this one off my list now. So she sits there with her cocktail in one hand, looking at herself in the mirror. And she's like, I want your throat. <laughs> she cannot say it. Yeah, she can't say the sentence. She's having a hard time. And then she always stops at the word cock. And then finally she starts screaming it because she's so frustrated with herself. And outside yes. of the bathroom, there's what ends up being our lead guy. We're not even going to front, right? This is their meet cute is him overhearing her yelling the word cock in the bathroom. So one of the groomsmen, the one that had just overheard her screaming cock to herself in the bathroom, he comes out of the men's bathroom and it sounds like she's distressed in the women's bathroom. So he decides to check on her and make sure she's okay. Well, yeah, he just kind of peeks in. He's like, hello, like, is everything okay? And obviously this is their meet cute. This is how they meet is him Mm -hmm. revealing to her that he heard her screaming the word cock. And it's a cute little thing. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's a cute little thing. (laughs) And he's like, you okay? And Lucy goes, yeah, I was just doing this thing. It's a chant for the bride and the groom. I And she makes up some bullshit about how it's like merging into one. And he's like, "Mm." sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Yeah. Lucy seems like a self-help girly. Like she seems like the type of person that's trying to better herself. So obviously she has her list. She is trying to cross things off of it. And one of the first things uh, on her list is to uh, just read some sexy books. Um, what does her friend call it? Literature. Lucy reads this romance novel and it seems like it's a like a historical romance. Like a bodice ripper. <laughs> yeah, because it uses the word manhood in- uh-huh. instead of cock. So <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> it uses the word manhood, but also there's a lot of cliches when it comes to what we call the manhood in a romance book. You know, there's the velvet wrapped steel. There's the hard length. (laughs) They never call it the hard knob. (laughs) It's never the hard knob. It's never a gear shift. Right. It's never a gray sweatpants surprise. But yeah, there's a lot of euphemisms in the romance world for dick. But also you can literally read almost any single romance book. Men are not objectified in romance books. You're right. Men are not objectified. They're not degraded to being a mere object. In romance books, men are a collaborative character to the overall plot of the story. Men are important. Usually in romance novels, the male character is the most interesting one. He's usually the Mm -hmm. one that has like the tragic backstory and like 
the money. Yeah. The really nice suits. Yes. Like even in even in female dominated fiction, we are still putting men on a pedestal. Men are still the breadwinners. <laughs> men are still the breadwinners. Anyway, so Lucy crosses that off her list. She enjoys it. The novel that she reads. And then she moves mm-hmm. on to another thing on her list, which is to go to a sex store with what seems to be her only friends, which is her co-workers. Yes. And listen, Lucy's wearing like, it almost looks like a disguise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bucket hat and, and sunglasses. Yes. So she's wearing this disguise that's not really a disguise. And she's in this sex store and she's looking around. And listen, if you've never been to an adult store like this, it could be a little overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff and you're not sure what goes where. Yeah. yeah. It's not usually obvious what things are for and you don't want to ask questions. At this adult store where Mm -hmm. obviously Lucy doesn't want to be seen, of course she runs into the male lead because reasons, because plot, you know? Yes, because reasons, because plot. She knocks over an entire like fishbowl full of lube samples. She knocks it over and she's mortified. So she's picking them up. She sees this guy from the wedding and he's like, oh my God, it's you. She's like, oh, it's you. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she said, I'm looking for a Mother's Day present. Yeah. (laughs) She's so awkward. Girl, what? What? But this guy is, he is interested in her, even though she's so awkward. And he actually Mm -hmm. gets her a job, like as a performer, as a violinist, for some event that his dad has. Listen, he doesn't just ask for her number. They definitely engage in some verbal foreplay. There is definitely, you know what? That conversation between these two is probably more intimate than anything she's ever done with Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So now Lucy knows that she's going to see this guy again. What is this guy's name, by the way? Grant. Grant. Okay. Oh, I like that name. We know you like that name. Yeah, that's the name of one of the one of the men in my books. Okay, so now Lucy knows that she's going to see Grant again. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it seems like she's interested in him, but she also seems really preoccupied with her list of things to to kind of like loosen her up. She goes to a strip club. She goes to a pure romance party type situation, which like, is anything sacred to MLMs? Like, is anything sacred? No, nothing is sacred to MLMs. So if you don't know what pure romance is, it, it was an MLM. I mean, it's still around, I'm sure. But essentially, picture this. Women all over America sat in their neighbor's living room, dressed Mm -hmm. in their cardigans with, Mm -hmm. you know, trays from Costco with like carrots and Mm -hmm. crackers and cheese and uh, a bunch of dildos they passed around and talked about Mm -hmm. because this was a whole MLM about selling sex toys. Yeah. You had a woman who came with some rolling suitcases that she brought into your home. She set up and then she talked to you about the 10 speed rabbit that tickled your butthole and your clit at the same time you know what i mean like you just have all these like these suburban housewives okay Mm -hmm. like you just have all these soccer moms gathered with their costco charcuterie boards lucy goes to one of these like listen she is jumping into the deep end with her goal to unprude herself unprude herself which you know what 
I don't hate the fact that she is working on being more comfortable with sex. I don't hate mm-hmm. that. I, I think it's very empowering for women. I think it's kind of a weapon that men have held for a long time over women's heads mm-hmm. of like, this is for us. This is ours. And I love women taking back that power. What I don't mm-hmm. love is that the whole movie started with her boyfriend telling her something's wrong with her because she's not into porn like that's kind of what I hate about the premise I definitely don't love that I don't love that they try to make her the weirdo for not liking porn or for having a problem with it because like you're not Mm -hmm. yeah porn is a whole separate beast than sex porn and sex are not the same oh 100% porn and sex are not the same you know we had to mention the whole sex toy party because Lucy makes a purchase there. Do we see her purchase it or do we just learn about it later? The purchase Lucy makes is Benoit balls. Benoit balls are little steel balls. You put the Benoit balls into your vagina and then you use your vaginal muscles and you like keep them in. It's called Kegel exercises. It's to strengthen your pelvic floor. And so that's what the Kegel exercises are for. But also one of the side effects of the Kegel exercises with the balls is that these balls move around in some interesting places. The balls move and can cause orgasm. Vaginal orgasms are super rare. Lucy goes to perform at Grant's father's event, which is, I don't know, some like cocktail event. It's like a fundraiser. Why she chooses this party to wear these balls inside of herself. She said it's because she knew she was going to be standing for three hours. And so she would have nothing to do. And playing the violin is just like an automatic process for her. So she's like, oh, yeah, I have time to like figure this out. She's telling her friend that she has to use the bathroom because she could feel them coming out. And then one little metal Mm. ball drops on the floor. And so is she not wearing underwear? Like she did this with no underwear on? Maybe they're just too heavy for her underwear and they just slide out. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think she was free balling. But so she has a situation where she's she's trying to scurry to the bathroom with her thighs clenched together because these are metal freaking balls. She asked her friend, she goes pick it up and her friend's like, I thought our friendship knew no bounds, but I just found the <laughs> I just found yeah. the line. I just found the line. If you asked me to do that, I would be like, absolutely fucking not. I will hide it under my shoe, but I will not touch it. But yeah, so of course, Lucy runs into Grant, who's there for his father's event. And Grant pulls Lucy in to dance with him. Yeah. And she can't say, sorry, my vagina balls are falling out. I'll be right back. Because honesty is never the best policy when it comes to these sorts of situations. When there's something inside of your body that you put there that needs to come out like that, honesty is never the best policy, okay? As you can imagine, another ball falls and lands on his foot. He doesn't realize what it is, but she's mortified. And he's like, oh, something just hit my foot. So she deflects him. She kicks the ball. The ball then flies up and breaks somebody's champagne glass. Imagine if it would have landed in someone's champagne without them noticing and then they just drank it. Oh, but Grant pulls her in for this dance and they're dancing and she has only a couple of balls left in her at this point. She's dancing with two balls left. Grant dips Lucy and I guess the balls just hit right when he dips her and she definitely she I think she's a fan of the Benoit balls. Having an orgasm in public like that, I 
would simply perish. Right. Even if nobody else knew what happened, I yeah. would simply perish. It's no surprise that Grant is more intrigued and he takes her on a date. And does she pick the place that they go to? Because they go to a show and I think she picked it, right? Yes. So she invites him, actually. She's like, hey, listen, I'm going to this thing on Saturday and I'd love to see you. You should come with me. I don't know what the show usually is, but on this day, there's a sexual psychic. And of course, because plot reasons, the sexual psychic narrows in on Lucy and tells her that she has a gray sexual aura. Yes. Listen, that is so embarrassing. Okay, I would be like, what did you just fucking say to me? Like, We would throw down. Okay, I'd be like, oh, you're a psychic. Did you see this Bitch. coming? Like, I would beat her ass. In public? <laughs> what is wrong with Absolutely not. In front of her date. And then the psychic pulls her on stage and diagnoses her as S-A-D-D. Yeah. And what a sad, sad for Rose. It stands for sexual attention deficit disorder. <laughs> and, and she's like, sad affects many women. You're not alone. You know, yeah. like you are a weirdo, but you're not the only weirdo. And then she goes on to tell the psychic goes on to tell Lucy this man right here. He gives you the big booms. He will give you big yeah. booms. Big booms. The rolling thunders. <laughs> After this mortifying date, Grant doesn't call her for like a week and she's starting to get she's starting to get worried I guess upset but she has other things to to do right but mm -hmm. Lucy is practicing for a big audition she has coming up so she's kind of burying herself in work but then mm -hmm. finally Grant calls her with some bullshit excuse I don't buy it yeah okay so Grant calls her but Grant calls her when Lucy and the quartet are practicing and Lucy, in order to watch her 25 porn films that are on her list, she's just been putting them on while she practices. She's not even really watching them. They're just kind of playing in the background. But anyways, right now she has her co-workers and friends in her living room with porn playing in the background while they practice their job, which is all right. kinds of awkward. That is so weird. I never understood the concept of people watching porn with other people. I could barely watch a sex scene on, in a movie with other people. It's so awkward. Ooh. So yeah, Grant calls her and was like, hey... I'm so sorry. I've been super busy with work. I've been slammed. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse, excuse. That is such bullshit. Like if a guy is really into you, being busy is not going to stop him from like texting you or calling you. Honestly, if you're really into her, why could you not have gotten home and texted her? Hey, super busy at work this week. I'd love to catch up with you this weekend. I'll mm -hmm. contact you later to set up details. I'm just really busy right now. Yeah. You know what? I get it. Like even being emotionally busy, I get it. But you need to, you can't just ghost somebody. Yeah. I don't care if your grandma died. I don't care if you're in jail because you murdered your grandma. You owe me a phone call. Yes. So they make plans again and they go out and this time they finally end up back at Lucy's place and they knock the boots. Yeah, they definitely knock the boots there. Fireworks over the night sky. Literally. <laughs> the movie shows fireworks over the night sky. This movie is as subtle as a flying brick. Yes, they have sex. It's fireworks over the night sky. Everything is amazing until the morning. Everything's amazing. 
Yeah, the next morning, Lucy wakes up to Grant rushing to, to get dressed and like rushing out the door. And she's so confused. And then she goes back into her house and she sees now in the daylight all the things that she forgot to put away from her sex store venture. Listen, girl dropped some Benjamins in those sex stores and at that sex party, okay? There's vibrators, there's dildos, there's suction cups, there's a blow-up doll with a dick. She looks at her room and she's like, oh my God, of course he left. It looks like I'm a super freak. Yeah, He's probably like, oh my God. He's like, if I stay with this girl, she's going to want to peg me. Right. I'm going to get a dildo in my ass. I can't stay here. Oh my gosh. So once again, he doesn't call her. He ghosts her again. Like, listen, this guy is all red flags. Honestly, even his Australian accent is a red flag. Australian men are red flags because that accent's going to get me in trouble. Ooh, okay. That accent makes me want to ruin my life. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he, he ghosts her again. I just think it's so like, mm-hmm. I, I want you to think about this, right? I want you to think about this girl who obviously was so sexually inexperienced and she was with this guy who was not in tune to her needs at all and then gaslit her into thinking that she was the problem. Then she meets this new guy that she really likes, has sex with him, and then he ghosts her for the second time. It's just, it's so cruel. Like, I feel so bad for her. I definitely do feel bad. I wish I could say it gets better for her, but it only gets worse. It definitely gets worse for her. So she she throws away all of her dildos and stuff. She just goes on a rampage and anything phallic gets thrown away. Anything phallic or vibrating, garbage. Goodbye, toothbrush. Goodbye, milk frother. <laughs> <laughs> um, goodbye, cucumbers. <laughs> Literally, she just goes on a rampage through her house. She stabs the blow-up doll in the chest. Mm -hmm. Like, could you imagine how freeing that must be to just stab the effigy of a man in the chest? Oh, my gosh. Okay. You sound like a criminal right now. You sound like an Australian. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. But yeah, she's like, no wonder. No wonder he left. Like, this makes perfect fucking sense. She understands that. Yeah. But things get actually weirder for her because Lucy gets an invitation to her ex-boyfriend's wedding. Her ex-boyfriend is getting married. And not just that, he is not just inviting her as a guest. He wants her to play music at his wedding. And she says yes. Because the ride is apparently loaded and it's a really well-paying gig. Yeah. So Lucy is talking to one of her friends in the quartet and he says that he has to go out of town and he's going to Vegas. And she's like, oh, I have to go to Vegas for a thing on my list. Can I come with? And he says, it might be a bad idea. Grant is going to be there. She's like, I don't care about Grant. That's water under the bridge. Whatever. I really want to go with you. I need to do this thing. She goes to Vegas to go to the Bunny Ranch. Is it the, what's the Bunny Ranch? The Bunny Ranch is a legal brothel in Nevada. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. Well, here's the thing. The Bunny Ranch does not service single women. And her friend that goes with her, listen, that friendship is strong. I need you to escort me to a brothel. They kick, they try, they try to kick Lucy out of the brothel after her friend dips. He's like, I have to go. I this not my, not. No, I have to leave. He leaves. The next CBC is her getting in the car and she tells her friend, you left and I panicked. So I applied for a job. 
And <laughs> she's like, and I didn't get it. And he goes, I don't know which is more embarrassing. The fact that you applied for a job yes. as a prostitute or that you didn't get hired. You don't have the qualifications. We see this gap in your resume and uh, <laughs> you just don't qualify. So after Lucy and her friend return from the brothel, they get back to the casino and her friend says, hey, listen, I got to get back to the bachelor party. Are you good? Lucy assures him that she's fine. She's like, listen, I just want to go get a really pretty cocktail and just drink a little, to be completely honest. You know what I mean? I just want some Instagram cocktails and to be left the fuck alone. Right. So Grant, of course, finds Lucy at the bar and she's upset with him, rightfully so. She's like, we had sex and you ghosted me. So she's very upset. And he Uh tells her straight up, he's like, I was scared because you're obsessed with sex. Yeah. She's like, no, it it looked worse than it was. Like, I'm not <laughs> obsessed with sex. I mean, is, isn't she, though? She is, but not obsessed with sex as in, like, sex addicted. It's more like obsessed with sexual knowledge. She tells him that she's trying to prove that she is enough, right? And that's a little yeah. heartbreaking because it all goes back to her ex-boyfriend making her feel like she wasn't enough. Also, side note, I don't know how she's doing that with all of these weird side quests. Like watching 20 porn films is not going to elevate your self-esteem, girl. Like that's not the girl, way. Girl, just the opposite. Like that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that she's more of a like, the more I know about something, the better I can defeat it kind of person. Mm, and so yeah. she's trying to like overconsumed knowledge about things in order yeah. to not be afraid of it, I guess. That's yeah, that that's kind of my strategy for things. I like to be over informed of things I'm afraid yeah. of. Also called anxiety. But anyway, so love that for us. <laughs> like I need to know more about this thing I'm yeah. scared of. I need to know all the ways I can die. <laughs> Grant apologizes to Lucy for not calling, and I think his apology is sincere. But then also, since when do men run away from hot girls that are obsessed with sex? Right? Like in what universe? It was probably all the dildos. He's probably he probably <laughs> legitimately thought she's gonna want to peg me. Listen, he didn't run away from a girl obsessed with sex. He ran away because he didn't want his butthole penetrated. Listen, Lucy forgives Grant so fucking quick because the next thing we know, they're back at Lucy's hotel room getting ready to get down. Yeah. And as they're getting on the bed, he says, ooh, careful. I don't want to hurt the baby. And she's like, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my God. I don't want to hurt the baby, girl. She's confused. It turns out that one of the real reasons, I guess the second reason why he ran away scared is because he saw maternity pants. He thought she was pregnant. And I think that's stupid. I think that's so dumb. You're going to think she's pregnant because she has maternity pants? That's dumb. Well, they're brand new. Like she just bought them. Why are you arguing on his behalf? Okay, listen, (laughs) I'm not a big fan of Grant. I'm just saying that in this particular instance, I can definitely see how he just had sex with this girl and then he's getting dressed in the morning and he sees these brand new taxel on the maternity pants and he might be like, oh, wait a minute. So he was afraid that she had like a breeding kink and she wanted to be impregnated or something. Ooh, that would be my guess. All right. So she's like, wait a minute. No, I'm not pregnant. But she doesn't tell him. No, it's just they make my butt look really good. And it just smooths out my stomach. I can eat a whole hamburger. Yeah. Listen, I wore my maternity pants well after I was 
not in maternity pants maternity anymore. pants are so comfortable it's a cheat code to life also like maternity bras maternity underwear like maternity swag is like hard to turn it's hard to put away hard to put away because it is so comfy listen i love maternity jeans because they do they're very tight and form-fitting on your butt but then like on your stomach and stuff it's like thanksgiving pants all the time Yes. Just hugging your belly like, it's okay, girl. There's room here for you to grow. Have that second slice of pie. You're good. I got you. Yeah, but then your ass still looks fantastic. Yeah. Grant says, hey, there's one more thing on your list we need to do while we're here in Vegas. And she's like, what's that? He takes her to like a porn convention. I'm not sure if that's the actual term for it, but it's a porn convention. And (laughs) she gets to meet the porn actress that her ex-boyfriend was watching. Babe, trauma. This is called trauma. Why are you doing this to yourself? But Lucy is very sweet and the porn star is very sweet. But what Lucy does next, like the way the movie ends, because the movie's ending right now, okay? Let me tell you uh-huh. something. What Lucy does next just proves to me that she is A, unhinged, and B, unwell. She goes up there, she meets the porn star, she gets the porn star to sign a picture of her, and then brings this porn star to her ex's wedding to hand it to him in person. Yeah, so Lucy goes to her ex's wedding and... Obviously, she performs at the wedding and then she pulls her ex-boyfriend aside and says, I have a surprise for you. She takes him into like this corridor and shows him that she brought the porn star to to say hi to him. In what world is this appropriate? Like in what world is your ex-girlfriend allowed to pull you into the next room when you are the groom? Even literally just to have a conversation, not acceptable. Like you have nothing to say to each other in private, period. They've also been broken up for less than like a year and they dated for four years. Yeah, but this is where the movie ends. It's just kind of like Lucy being like, oh my God, I came full circle. Like I showed my ex-boyfriend that I'm okay with porn by bringing the porn star to his wedding. And I'm just like, no, this is stupid. (laughs) So stupid. Oh my gosh. You know what? It just occurred to me. So obviously Lucy and Grant end up together at the end of this movie. And I'm just not feeling it, girl, because he goes to her twice. He's obviously not a good communicator. But then also he doesn't know her, obviously. Like all he knows about her is that she's obsessed with sex, but isn't obsessed with sex. Like he doesn't, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so he's entering this relationship with like, maybe weird expectations of this freak (laughs) that she's not absolutely he's probably like oh my god it's going to be like daily and nightly when in reality she's like i made a schedule do you know schedule i made a schedule schedule made a schedule (laughs) for us and then on tuesdays yeah it's tuesday isn't it is when we bang isn't it (laughs) it is can you get the water bottle Honey, can you get the water bottle? It's Tuesday. <laughs> and which British accent is that? I don't know. I read this list of of like tweets from someone who was like, the British be like, it's Tuesday, isn't it? And it's spelled like chew, like C-H-E-W. And, and I was reading all of them and I was dying hysterically. Which British accent is Tuesday? The British be like, Peter Parker. Anyway, any last thoughts on this movie? At the very, very end of the movie, right before they peace out with the credits, Lucy completes the final thing on her list, which is to say throbbing cock in a sentence. And she leans down and she whispers something super naughty in Grant's ears that involve throbbing cock. Okay. 
good for her. Happy because for her. they both giggle and they laugh and he runs away like carrying her. <laughs> you say Darby cocked to men and they just turn into a caveman. They didn't hear the rest of the sentence, which is, I want to show you my. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sure Lorena Bobbitt also said throbbing cock. I know. And the guy was like, I'm in. And she's like, I'm cutting it off, motherfucker. <laughs> you didn't listen to me until you heard throbbing cock. I said, I'm cutting. I'm going to cut off your throbbing cock. That's your problem. You never listen. <laughs> and look where we are now. Yes. All right. Anyway, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing in on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.